Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The votes wanged on this year, didn't they? They did. They did. Yeah. I did hope we might get a few more sympathy votes. What, because we're hosting? Yeah, I thought I was hoping hosting. we would too. Yeah, uh, but no. Firmly put that, back uh, in our place. Yeah. One nice <laughs> year last year. Back to it now. <laughs> Nil point. Nil point behind Moldova. And it's like, yes, we know. We know. <laughs> At least we beat Germany. So, talking, talking about the bollocks now. <laughs> They've got to dangle down, otherwise they'd be too hot. And oh. all, this, all the sperm would die. I think this is right. <laughs> I'm going to say that's science. I like yeah. that. I'm looking over at Doug. He hates being on the, on the podcast. <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Oh, we were expecting okay. him to be the expert. I thought he'd know, um, but yeah. maybe okay. there are more qualifications that you need okay. <laughs> to know that. <laughs> Welcome to episode 144 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. We start with Eurovision, because as you'll know by now, that's the way we roll. Yes, we're going to talk about running, but we need to prioritise here. Of course, Holly is hugely invested in this, but it may come as a bit of a surprise that I am also a mega fan. We debrief the best bits from the weekend and Holly gets a chance to do her very best, douze points. We move on to talk about running and mental health. I'm a bit down about a running injury that not only won't shift but has got worse, which I think is mostly to do with having a significantly broken body post-marathon. Something we all should be aware of once the euphoria of the race is over and done with. Our bodies, and I'm sure I've said this before, may need a lot more rest and care than we think. We also talk about the knock-on effects of not running and mental health, that feeling of a lack of control, and also a hefty dose of self-loathing with the anticipation of bodies changing as a result. 
which leads on to the idea of running as punishment and food as a reward. We chat through this concept and how we need to try and find that sweet spot between being too gentle and too punishing. If you love this podcast, and of course you do, then there are two ways to enjoy more of it. First, there's this amazing thing called Women's Running Magazine. If you want more silly Holly and Esther chat, it's in there. And if you also want brilliant expert advice that will make you run better, it's also in there. If you pop along to shop.womensrunning.co.uk, you can avoid the scrum in Waitrose, have it delivered every month, and save up to a third off the cover price. The other way you can get more Holly and Esther nonsense is by becoming part of our beloved pod squad on Patreon. From just £2 a month, you'll have access to our exclusive Discord chat room. There are free chats on Zoom with me and Hall, weekly newsletters and silly videos and all sorts. If you bump that up to a teensy-weensy six quid a month, you'll get extra exclusive podcasts too. And the latest one, The Extra Mile, has just dropped and should be just enough silliness to help you round those last few miles. Come and join us at Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash women's running. And one other last very small ask. On May 28th, it's World Hunger Day and Hull and I are going to run 5k and donate £5 to the Trussell Trust on that day. And we're asking you all to join us if you can. Tag us on Insta. Let us know what you're doing on Discord. Let's see what we can do together. Donate at justgiving.com forward slash page forward slash Anthem Stop Hunger. And our publishing company, Anthem, will match what we donate up to £10,000. For sure, yeah. because that's how I felt this weekend. I felt grotty with that. And I, I, like, I always know it's like a really, like we've started, haven't we? Yeah, let's go for it. Fucking go for it. I like the new way that we start where we just, <laughs> we start talking and this then the we beginning. go, oh, we've recorded, we've recorded. Uh, okay, well, uh, might yeah. as well, might yeah, as well be a podcast. I was just thinking like, um, like I always know it's going to be a bad day when I find myself trekking, trekking, checking my period tracker, thinking that my, oh, well, if I feel this shit, it's probably because my period is due. And then when it inevitably crops up with due in seven days, I was like, oh, no, no, it's not due tomorrow. Life is just shit. Is that how I feel like you could start feeling shit though seven days before? I mean, your period's always, when you think about it this way, period's always due, isn't it? Period's always due. That's a very negative thing to say, but. (laughs) (laughs) Until it's not. But when's that going to be? Who knows? And I, I, I've decided menopause for you is going to be the the best. Like you've had a shit perimenopause, so I've decided that menopause for you is going to be like running, sweet release. Th- yeah, sweet release, <laughs> running through fields of corn, no periods to ever worry about ever again. It's going to be oh. the best. Now, I kind of, I hope it's going to be that, that like that, but I, I also think that what's going to happen that as soon as my periods completely stop. I do feel like my face will drop at the same time. I feel like physically, externally, when your womb packs up, that I think that all of your external collagen, this is not science, I think it just 
disintegrates from your body and you turn into hagdom. I think that's oh, kind no. of what's going to Yeah, so that's what I think is going to happen to me. I don't think you will. Look at Davina McCall. She's not a hag, is she? No, she's not. She's a fox. Yeah, uh, yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Davina, oh. if you'd like to appear on the podcast. That'd be amazing. You've got, you got two people who'd love to meet you here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so i've got like it's all in a massively creepy way yeah, so super I've got, like, creepy. Th- there are two massive things that went on over the weekend and i don't should we start with the joyful one before and okay. we've all started moaning haven't we should we go for joy let's start with some joy and then we'll come back to some moaning um are you <laughs> referring to the united kingdom's hosting of the eurovision song contest 2023 i am I so am. proud. Oh my God. I felt very, <gasps> I had a few moments. I'm not really a very patriotic person. Um, and I I found, I think often I feel like, this is really negative <laughs> to say, but often I feel like national pride is a bit like when people are like, oh, my child is so wonderful. They could never do anything. It's like, yeah, everyone thinks that. You're not special. <laughs> I often feel like that when people have national pride. It's like, yeah. but... I I did feel proud of my son, the United Kingdom, <laughs> over the weekend because um, I just love camp things. I know you do. I knew you'd love it. I can't believe I even texted. I texted like, oh, I didn't text. I WhatsApp just to sort of go, are you going to be watching Eurovision? I don't even know why I asked because it must have been a highlight of the well, of year of course but it... I mean I've been looking forward to it for ages I did try and get tickets yeah. to it I've always no. been a really big fan my mum and I used to in the Taylor household we used to be well into it we did scorecards like we absolutely loved it um yeah we we even still refer to it whenever a song has a key change <laughs> as a Eurovision key change and we we just loved it um and I remember that was also it was a lovely time when I was a child because you were allowed to stay up till midnight or however yeah. long and it was always a very exciting thing. Um, but we, but I, I was a bit worried about whether I would really be able to watch it this year because I was on a girls weekend way with my friends from home for mm-hmm. school. And um, I, I mean, I know they're also all up for watching Eurovision, but I thought, are we going to be not really, is this, is, do we want to spend three or four hours of our weekend together sitting and watching Eurovision? And yeah. we did do a little bit of talking and rosé drinking over the top of it. <laughs> so some of it is a bit hazy, but yeah. we did. It, it was very much the consensus was we have to. We can't not watch yeah. it. Yeah. 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 We had um, we had friends down, uh, friends round from down the road. Um, and I think I think it's right to say, so um, we, they, they, they'd come around last Eurovision too, and we'd had a joyful experience then. And this year, um, she texted to say, oh, 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 can we come around again? And um, and I was like, oh my God, yes, absolutely. This will be, this is perfect. Um, and I think it's not, I think I'm not casting any kind of shade by saying that the the dad of the gang was not enamored initially. He was a bit like, he's a, he's a, a sort of Eurosceptic when it comes to Eurovision. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, so he was all a bit like, oh, it's all the Jeremy a bit boom, Corbyn bang, of bang. Eurovision. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, he's not going to like that. Sorry. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it was just like, 
he was yeah he was he did he came in skeptical but he was swept up you know because i think it's hard he just not to gets be. swept up it's hard, it's hard not, not to be, be. i think it it's was amazing we love it's camp it's freedom to judge you get to just sit there and go <laughs> yeah, shit yeah. where you know could we do any better absolutely not but it's so fun to go are you fucking joking finland like who do you think you are so fun it's just the best it's amazing costumes amazing costumes oh so fun it's my mum and i always live text each other about it as we go being like who do you think of what do you think of croatia yeah like it's it's so fun i love it it's weird traditional things that I feel I, I don't think maybe this is what it comes down to I don't think I'm always hugely mm. proud to be British but I'm very proud to be European yes I love yeah. and I think going douze points pour Finland <laughs> I love it yeah. I love that I I love the kind of, yeah, there, there's something about that, that kind of, when you were saying pride in your country, like this time round felt much more so than any other time because Liverpool were hosting it. And I think um, having followed quite a few people who are massive Eurovision fans as well on Instagram, um, I, there's, there's um, do you do you follow, and this is quite random, there's um, a lovely woman who's a reverend, Reverend Kate something or other. She ends up, she's always on loose, on packed lunch and Did stuff like that. Did she used to be on Gogglebox? Yes, yeah. I, I don't follow her, but oh, I know her. I bloody love her, and uh, and she absolutely loves Eurovision. And I she, see that. I think she, yeah, <laughs> she loves a jazzy cardigan. I feel like she'd love she, Eurovision. Oh, she she loves all the colours. And I think she was in Liverpool with her daughter, and she was having all of the fun. And she was there for the semi-finals. And so I felt quite buzzed because of just her posts and things. But I think yeah, that the. the basing it in Liverpool and, and hearing that it was a Eurovision village up there oh my god do you think it's like the Olympic village like we were talking about how they all like they they have to like reinforce the beds because they do so much shagging and stuff in the in the Olympic village <laughs> do they oh I thought we talked about this <laughs> apparently that's thing no apparently really? the Olympic village is wild Oh, re- oh! I bet it is, isn't it? All those bodies. Yeah, yeah. All that adrenaline. Know, all that adrenaline. Yeah. Mm. And I, I, I'm sure it's the same thing for the Eurovision village. Well, or maybe it's like, have you seen the thing with Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams? <laughs> I think it is the Eurovision film. No, I've not seen that. Is it good? You got to watch it tonight, Esther. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. But um, there's sort of a Eurovision villagey sort of thing there. It's more like a house party that they have before the thing, all the all the acts, yeah. and it's so fun. They all just sort of break into song, and it's great. Maybe they do that rather than shag. Either yeah, I know. Maybe it is a shag thing, but I do. I imagine it being like on the set of a musical yeah you know that 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 every five minutes someone you know a gang of sort of five kids over here is going to be doing something at West Side Story (laughs) (laughs) yeah so at which point let me bring out my prop okay nice okay so all of us had one of these oh I which, love it that's Esther so, sent me her scorecard to use <laughs> I did so it's a scorecard that you could download from the BBC um and it was it was very useful and even even the Eurovision skeptic had to have one printed out for himself so he could score people and it, so it's got the 26 acts and then you vote out of 10 
for song or and oh, so for the song, the vocal and the staging, and then you give them a total. Oh, no good. extra points. Extra points for key changes. Extra points for no. Okay. There is some space on the right hand side where I think you can add in your own additional. I love you know, that plus points. What I liked as we were doing this is that the kids went off piste because obviously they do. And some of these acts were getting like 300 points and stuff. And I was sort of sitting there and you know what, I'm, I'm like a fierce taskmaster. I was like, there's, a, you can only get 30. Yeah. Too kind. What, what's this? What's, what's the 300? Anyway, turns out any of the acts that got 300 were usually the ones that were wearing the fewest clothes. So that, that seemed to be a winner in both Extra Ted points. and Felix's eyes. Yeah. Extra points for crop tops. Felix is into <laughs> crop tops at the moment. <laughs> It's if you could see a hint of a bum cheek, it uh, suddenly there was like an extra hundred and fifty points for staging, and it's like really. I love like, that for them, though. It, very accepting and liberated children. Yeah, and and rather emerging, than being like that, they're like well, extra points. <laughs> I think I think with Ted, there is some emerging raging hormones that might have swung the votes. The extra, there. yeah, <laughs> hint of the, the hint sort of, of bum cheek votes. Yes. And it did. It sounded so much like Dave. It was a bit like, oh, no, I think she's a really good singer. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. She's wearing a tassel, Ted. Wearing a tassel. So <laughs> none of the ones I wanted to win did win, but my favourite did come second. Who was that? Because Finland. Finland. My mum's favourite was Finland. She backed Finland. I fucking loved Finland. I mean, they were like, everyone hated them in the house and I loved them. Well, you I was like, back the right horse. I think they were iconic. They were classic Eurovision. Yeah. There was kind of, I love to have a hint of kind of European music in there. I always love that. When you get a bit of that, I always score higher if you can hear sort of weird pipey stuff going on. Yeah. Or whatever. So I like that. I like the fact that it was mental. I like the costumes. I like the fact that he was bare chested <laughs> and he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't, he didn't have like a 10 pack. He was, no, you know, he was Sam smithing it up in this place. <laughs> he was Sam smithing <laughs> it up. I love the whole thing. And I love lime green. And yeah, yeah lime it. green and shocking really pink is a combo <laughs> that I will Absolutely always FDW. support. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Whereas it seemed like everyone else was up for Poland and she was wearing very little clothing. So and I've even written next to it. I gave them 16 out of 30 and just wrote pants next to it as a kind of aid memoir. Yeah. Um, she was the one in uh, just yeah, so pants. Mm -hmm. I think she was just, she was she the one that then did a little dance at the end? We're all sort of doing the splits and stuff like that. I that can't really remember her. her. The one who I remember thinking, oh my God, she is stunning and feeling slightly threatened by how very beautiful she was, was Israel. <gasps> oh, Israel. Israel. Yes. And, you know, yeah. point of contention as well, Israel being part of the competition. So, oh, unicorn, yeah. Yeah, yeah, unicorn yes, woman. Yeah. I bet Felix gave her extra points for unicorns. Actually, no, I don't, I'm not sure Israel came that high. Maybe um, Felix is, it was, is over her unicorn. Yeah, and then they all tried to be now. massively patriotic when the UK came on. And it was a bit like, yeah, but it's not that great. It wasn't it? great, was it? It wasn't no. great. I feel like I would have loved for her to have been throwing herself around the stage a lot more because I actually felt yeah. like um, it was it it wasn't a banger, but it was an absolutely fine Eurovision song that I feel like could have been yeah. quite popular. 
But when she did, maybe I'm just of a TikTok age, that when she was when she was doing the don't you wish there'd been some sort of a dance thing, like a TikTok type dance, like a TikTok craze thing? Yeah. And then I feel like everyone in that studio, when they go back behind the scenes to see how everyone's doing, they all would have been going and been doing it. And I was like, that's such a missed opportunity. I feel like that could have been a really good little branding opportunity there for us as the UK always yes, we're always warm. we're always good. working always thinking about yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I also I actually thought that maybe I didn't think her vocal was up to scratch because I've no. heard that song I heard I, I watched the video of it and I was like actually you know quite catchy and I like the message is quite groovy yeah and, yeah okay I'm with this and so when it came on I was singing along to it but I couldn't actually hear what she was saying and I thought if you could actually hear the lyrics properly then I think you might have enjoyed the song a bit more because then you'd hear the point of the song like like no one else in the room in the Newman's house knew what the lyrics were about no so, so they were just like what is going on what is I going on there was yeah. a lot of standing still and I even felt like the dancers no shade to them they had not rehearsed this choreography very well it was not tight it was not full out choreography yeah yeah it wasn't yeah it wasn't great but then like I was saying afterwards isn't it the case that after you've won Eurovision, which I know we didn't, but we we were hosting when you on when you host Eurovision, that you do chuck in a fairly shitty. Act I think yeah, because you, you don't, don't want to host want it to next host year. It next year. It's very expensive, very and expensive. and I suppose you also yeah you don't want to feel your first instinct. What's your first first instinct there about why you wouldn't want to host again? Mine would be I wouldn't Money. want to upset everyone. Oh, would it? Yeah. Um, I just I just wouldn't want to spend the money. Yeah. I think. Yeah, twice in a row. I think that's probably, I only just realised when you said that, mm. that is much more likely to be the case. That's probably the reason, whereas my initial thought was, well, they wouldn't want to host again because they wouldn't want to step on toes and make people feel upset and like it wasn't fair. Oh, well, maybe that is. Maybe, maybe it's a bit of both. A bit, bit of both. Bit, bit of, of both. both. Yeah. But, I mean, what did you, know, you think about, I was going to say, what did you think yeah. about Sweden? I, I was watching with my friend Tish, who oh, lives in Sweden, and oh, so she was so hell. excited. Oh, I've got the best thing from that. So we were watching, when that first started, <laughs> I sit next to Dave and he went, is she having an MRI scan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. We need, to, we need Eurovision quotes. We need to, we should have, I should have written down any quotes. It was I mean, you know, she looked amazing, even though she was wearing kind of mushroom. And she's incredible. I didn't realise she'd run it before, actually. Had she? Mm, she won, won it, it before. She's won it before in 2012. Yeah, I know. She was, I thought she was fit. She was well fit. Yeah. Well fit. I think she but was. But she did not seem like a worthy winner, did she? There was no crying. There was none of yeah, that. She was, like, I think she... <laughs> There was no was Dana International tits. Tears. There was no... Yeah, maybe she was off her tits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's another fun part of Eurovision is trying to work out who is off their tits. Yeah, because yeah. If I feel like it goes... It's a bit like the Brit Awards. You know, at yeah. the beginning of the evening, they're all going, ha yes, lovely, it's fantastic to win. <laughs> and then it just absolutely descends into chaos. So, I know, and it's usually like the metal bands, isn't it, in Eurovision, and they get absolutely shitted, don't they, yeah, towards the end? Like, yeah. Oh, Australia did look a little bit wobbly by the end. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm trying to find out. I'm trying to remember who was my favorite so I can tell you. Um, yeah. But I'm not sure. When Croatia came out, I was really excited Croatia. about them. Let me check. They had the little Freddie Mercury moustaches. Oh, the pants. I thought they were going to be great. And then, uh, and then I, it, it ended it, into it, comedy awful, didn't yes, it? Yes, it wasn't yeah. ideal. I, 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 am, I, I am with you on that one. I thought they were going to be great. Germany was awful. That oh, was Germany awful, was... My, my mum texted me going, a bit satanic for me. Yeah, and one, one-legged catsuits I just can't get on board with. It was just I weird. I could never... I could never hats off to everyone who can wear a one legged cat suit but And a chap, a chap in a one legged cat suit, I mean that's begging for disaster, yeah, isn't it? I mean yeah. all sorts could just pop out of there. That was just I mean really I bet like, Ted and Felix was So you're just watching like, oh my god. You don't want to see a little side ball, do you? That'd be horrible. <laughs> I think I don't think there were. I think points got taken away. Oh, from did that points one. get taken away? That was good. a step too far. That was a step too far. Step too far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you're nearing testicular kind of exposure glimpses mm. yeah oh no one wants that not ideal uh, yeah not ideal not I would ideal. love to go mm. wouldn't you one day I wonder if we could somehow oh mm. wasn't it strange but lovely seeing Graham Norton yeah. in yes in the flesh presenting <laughs> mode yes. it was it's like weird. why are you in your little booth go yeah. back to your booth you haven't got a body yeah. <gasps> oh, tell you, um, what's her face Mel was amazing oh Mel was she? great loved Mel she was so funny. Really so enjoyed funny. her. Loved that thing Hannah. About asking your grand- Hannah, amazing. Yeah. Yes. She was great. Yeah, liked her too. Oh, and um, Dave, after about 10 minutes, was like, who's, the, who's that person there? And I was like, do you mean Alicia Dixon? Yeah, what's she done? She's she's very good at doing this, isn't she? She's So suddenly there was this kind of newfound respect for the presenting qualities of Alicia Dixon, who was wearing you know, a piece of bandage. and Yes, you know, I did like, also get a newfound respect for uh, the hosting contest of Alicia <laughs> Dixon. I, I love Alicia Dixon though. She's one of my favourite drag race guest judges of all time. Um, because oh, really? they did... Was she in Mystique? Was that the band that she was in? She was... Yes, because we Googled and yes, she was. Yes. And guess how old she is? I mean, 38. it's mental. Like 44? So I know. Hot. Not that I know. you can't be when you're 44. We know many a hot 44 year old, but I wouldn't but still. I wouldn't say Alicia I mean, Dixon is giving MILF. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No. We're wild this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on to running? In a, maybe I. Well, I did you have got, you one still got more, some stuff. I had one yeah. more thing. I wanted to hear what you were going to say about Mel. I didn't know whether yes. there was a quote that I'd missed. Oh, it was when she was talking about. Um, uh, she was suggesting that grannies needed to warm up their calves in order to join in the dancing, which I thought was very sweet. Oh, yeah. She's just like she's just funny, and and she. It felt like she'd had a couple of glasses of wine during the gig, so she got progressively funnier. Yeah, but not kind of not kind of Terry Wogan pissed, but just like a bit like... gently jolly, pint and a half. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So she was very good with the judges. So that was you know when they when they yes. came on to do things, she was she was the commentary around them was hilarious. Do you so remember was... the Iceland? The other thing that stuck in my mind from from Iceland when they not the performance, well mm. the the guy. You know when somebody appears on the screen and they go. Hello, oh my God. it's wonderful to be here tonight in the Eurovision. <laughs> the, the guy from, from Iceland had that 
the mask. mask. <gasps> <gasps> oh, it was terrifying. Wasn't it, it was terrifying. I honestly felt like, yeah, we were like a curse has been put upon. That was not good. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, no. that was terrifying. And then the other thing that I needed to <laughs> mention to you was the um, the interlude bit. I might be biased. Yes. But you know when they the bit when they're collecting the votes. Usually, I find that bit really boring. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I loved it. I felt that was when I felt really patriotic. I can't even remember it. What was I doing? They was I got... getting peanuts? Or maybe you were getting peanuts. <laughs> I was drinking more rosé and going yes. Um, they were they got Eurovision famous Eurovision faces to do oh my god they got Sonia British songs yes oh my god it was insane they got Sonia it was amazing it was amazing amazing. and then they all came on and did and did um, You'll Never Walk Alone for Ukraine that was actually quite weepy I got really weepy and um, that was one of my favourite it's in the evening that my friend um it was a, we were like oh graham norton it's graham norton he's doing it like fair play to yeah. him. um and uh and my friend elnor went yes he would have found that really difficult but he would have known it was the right thing to do <laughs> that's quite patronizing isn't i it, know him a... just him just <laughs> singing on the stage it made us laugh a lot. It was it was very profound. Oh, after I thought, yeah. Oh, I thought that bit was, it was lovely. Right to do. <laughs> it was lovely. I really loved it that was interlude bit. It was it was so yeah. sweet. And I think that was the theme, right? It was Eurovision faces doing British songs because they did yeah Hole I think Again so. by Atomic Kitten. I couldn't quite work out what the connection was there. No, I don't British know what British songs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that 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 very fine thread was. But no. yeah, Sonia comes on and someone says, possibly Mel. Oh, she's not aged a bit, and we're in the room. We all go a bit silent and go. I think she has actually. She had cracking <laughs> pegs though, didn't she? Cracking, and she looks amazing, and she's got you know lovely, lovely face, and and yeah, and looked gorgeous. Looked gorgeous, definitely. But, yeah, as, thirty uh, years older yes, than she was the last yes, time that I saw her. Transformation yeah. had occurred. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, which you'd expect. Yeah, um, and and is right. Yeah, and Mel, come on, don't be uh, holding yeah. Sonia to these standards. Like, she's <laughs> of course she's going to age, and she's going to kill it. She's going to she look is. great. She did look great. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I'd forgotten about that bit. Can't believe I forgot. I that. loved that bit. That was. Mm. I think that was the bit where we all shut up and we were like, right, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Something. Something clicked something yeah you're right because mm. normally that bit is the awful boring bit isn't it and yeah you where get, you talk like, over the top you get your peanuts yeah. you charge your glass you yeah yeah, yeah. but oh, oh, give me the votes yeah, yeah that, give was, me the votes. that was very moving votes. yeah i have to say the votes wanged on this year didn't they they did they did they did yeah. Yeah. i did hope we might get a few more sympathy votes what because we're hosting yeah i, thought, I was hoping hosting. we would too yeah uh but no firmly put that back now, in our place yeah, one nice <laughs> yeah. year last year. Back to it now. <laughs> nil point. Firmly all. Nil point behind Moldova. And it's like, yes, we know, we know. <laughs> At least we beat Germany. <laughs> At least we beat Germany, yeah. And yeah. the one-legged testicle showing outfit. So, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Maybe that's the only reason that we that we did. Yeah. Because we didn't maybe. have our testicles showing. We didn't make people feel a bit poorly about seeing genitalia. 
or the potential of seeing genitalia. <laughs> why is male genitalia so hideous anyway? Why why is that such a scary prospect? Mind you, it is a bit strange, no, isn't it? That <laughs> I mean, I it, yeah, it's how did how did that evolve? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like a good idea to have it all on the outside, does it? Like, no, you know, it's like evolutionarily around. speaking. No, it's not like, ideal. Not ideal. No, but, you but want that, to tuck it up, that mate. Is, that's a part of the evolutionary <laughs> bit, isn't it? Is, that is it? It's got to... So, talking, talking about the bollocks now, <laughs> they've got to dangle down because they're not... They, otherwise, they'd be too hot. And oh. all, the, all the sperm would die. I think this is right. <laughs> I'm going to say that's science. I like yeah. that. I think that mm. might be science. I'm looking over at Doug. He hates being on the, on the podcast. <laughs> he says, I hate being on the podcast. Is that, do, is that why testicles dangle down? <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know. <gasps> oh, we were expecting okay. him to be the expert. I thought he'd know, mm. but yeah. maybe okay. there are more qualifications that you need okay. <laughs> to know that. <laughs> Holly, should we move away from genitalia? Although that was my fault and on to running. Yes, let's, please. <laughs> oh. I know. Because I've got all sorts of disturbing visual images now. I need to ask you about, so yeah. that was the jolly thing that happened this weekend. I feel yes. as though you've got some bad news. Only selfishly. Nothing, at least it's nothing to do with like, you know, international song contests and things. Mm -hmm. um, but no, it's um, so running related. Like the last time we spoke, I had kind of a little, a little clutch of injuries, didn't I? Mm -hmm. um, and so I'd like all last week, I'd taken it. Re I hadn't run. I didn't run all last week until Friday. So that's five days off for me, which is quite a big deal or four days actually. Yeah. Um, but that's quite a big deal for me. Um, and I'd done some uh, bits of other things. I'd gone to yoga um, and I'd done a boot camp, I think. Proud that you went to yoga mm. because you were like, Thanks. I'm going to go to yoga. And you did. Whereas every week I've been like, I'm going to do that 5K around the park. And I haven't done it in six months, however long it's been. Well, that's. I think that's a, a big step further, isn't it? I think you have to be, that's quite a big courageous thing to go and join a bunch of other runners. But this, yeah, so I did, I did go and it was good. and And I have immediately felt the benefits I'm going to try again try to go again tomorrow um but I went for this I went for a very my my leg the thing I was most worried about was a, this pull in my quad and so I went for this very gentle run on Friday very gentle very flat just three miles but by about two and a half miles I could feel it again mm -hmm. so I couldn't feel it at all it was all fine and then at two and a half miles, I could feel it again. Just a little bit. It's not It's not pain. It's just a feeling kind of thing, if you see what I mean. And then, so that was Friday. Then Saturday, I went to boot camp and I was doing all the usual stuff. Well, I wasn't doing all the usual stuff. I got to the first squat. So it was a weighted squat and it just went. Like, I felt this kind of, like, you know, it's basically like a twang, you know, like you can feel that it is a muscle length, like from sort of the top of my knee moving up my thigh mm -hmm. so it felt, felt like it went from like a tiny tiny little pull to a kind of a long kind of six inch pull and it just sort of went doing and it's like oh um so I and I was like two minutes into the boot camp so I had to sort of go oh so everyone else was running around and doing kind of hill sprints and all sorts of stuff but I couldn't even do I couldn't even do kettlebell swings I couldn't do anything which meant that I had to sort of crouch down oh no that's so, no beasts for you no beasts for me and it meant that I had to do 
I was just doing like a bunch of like arm stuff, you know, I had to do like, I could do press ups and I could do various kind of, you know, like pull ups and things like that. But it was just like, you know, I've, I finished that boot camp feeling so upset and so, and so like unsweaty. Everyone else was like, oh my God, that was really hard work. And I was like, oh, right. Well, I've just done like 14 press ups and that's kind of it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I just, I felt really shit and then spent, most of Saturday, I mean, happily Eurovision was at the at the other end of it, but I spent most Saturday feeling really fucking miserable and mm. not having anyone to necessarily to confide in about it because no one really understands. And if I don't think I'm being horrible today, but if I say that I've done something to myself because of my running or because of any sport that I do, will he rub his hands together with glee? It's not far off. What it is, what it definitely is, is well you bought it bought it on yourself mm, you know it's mm. it which obviously i Victim have blaming but you know who else can i blame you know it's not it's not steph's fault for telling me to do a squat i should do my bloody squats you know it's not it's not my fault mm. well, no it's not it is my fault it's not like it's no it's no one else's fault it's, so it, you have to blame yourself and then i and don't then, think you do I get well, what you mean, but I don't think, of course, you would blame yourself, but I don't think that you have to blame yourself. I think it's just one of those things that it's nobody's fault. It's just, it happens. See, now, that was what, yeah, that's what I was trying to get. I can't, I can't get there. My head isn't there, but that's exactly how I should feel. Mm. And I think it would just be, I'd love to know from people that are listening to this how they felt after injury and stuff, because sometimes... I mean, especially when you're being comparative, which is what I always try and do. Like, you know, if something if something sort of mildly shit happens to you, you sort of think, well, at least it's not as bad as A, B or C. You know, I haven't lost a limb. I've, you know, I'm healthy. Otherwise, you know, put it in context. Don't be a drama queen. Don't be a twat. And there's all of that. And yet it's really difficult to do that um, when it's happening. And all of the so it, it was really interesting. I've done I've done a little bits of research, mostly from other magazines mm-hmm. and lovely brands and things, which I will shout out. Oh but I've no! Been, uh, no, I mean, I, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll whisper them. Okay. Um, uh, we don't have to link to them in the show notes or anything. But I've <laughs> been doing some sort of little bits of research and little bits of looking into sort of things. It's, made, it's blogs really, and um, and finding out how other people feel when they've been injured and it is interesting and relieving um to hear that people do talk about injury depression so that has made me feel weirdly better because I realize it's not just me in my own little kind of cave of self-loathing yeah but but that self-loathing thing was something that I wanted to talk about too because Saturday and Sunday I would I did do a tiny run on Sunday just I ran with the kids we did a mile many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And um and that was fine, but I couldn't do my long run as I normally would. And so Sunday also then there was this kind of period of self-loathing and it's not, it's kind of, it's a mixture of hating myself for having been in a position to have got the injury in the first place. So that's, you know, I've got that injury because of my shit form. I've got that injury because I haven't strength trained enough. I've got that injury because I ramped it up too quickly. You know, it's all things that I should have controlled and prevented from happening or done more of. And then there's the self-loathing about body image Mm. because on a Sunday, I normally run, you know, I normally have a long run and I do have a kind of reward system going on in terms of food and whatever. Yeah. And so my instant thought when I woke up on Sunday was I'm not doing my exercise, so I'm not going to have a pan of raisin and I'm not going to, you know, go and eat whatever I want, not going to have bacon, you know, all this sort of stuff where I then immediately start thinking, well, I'm going to have to deny myself stuff that I love because I haven't done the exercise yeah. that I would normally do. And then absolutely falling into a, a you know total hatred of my body and how it looks and how it's performing. It's a fucking like little rabbit hole of awful. It is a rabbit hole of awful. What do you want to start with? Dunno. <laughs> right. I was going to say first thing that I thought that has been kind of horrible for me to get my head around, but also quite helpful in a weird Mm. freeing way. Because I also have that thing of feeling very responsible for my health. I think we all suffer with it even more than we probably would have done previously because of the pandemic. Mm. That that was a time where we were literally being told everything that you do in your daily life is going to affect affects your health and those uh, the health of those around you and it gave me huge guilt around habits and how I live and and stuff um and I think I hope this doesn't sound sound bleaker to you but I find it quite freeing like I think it was actually really kind of helpful in a horrible way when my dad had a stroke that it was like sometimes things just happen to you and it's really shit and Mm. all the stuff that you're saying about like you know, you could have done more strength training. You could have, the, the words you literally used were things you could have controlled that stopped that from happening. Like to a degree, but not really. You can't really control everything that happens to your body sometimes. Like sometimes things will happen that are out of your control. And I think you just have to, you just have to roll with them for a bit. Yeah. I think the, sorry if that sounds a bit depressing. No, it's not depressing. I think it is just kind of like, it, you 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 can do the things that you how you what you can control is the things like exercise you know if you know that exercise can make you feel good and it mm. makes you feel you know you get the nice endorphin rush and things like that but I don't think you can necessarily go I am going to exercise you know I'm going to do my strength training every week to ensure that I never get there are things that we can do to kind of prevent injury and and things and, and stop it a little bit but I don't think you know, as the editor of a running running magazine, you would never go, here's a plan to prevent ever getting an injury ever. You yeah. would never say that to people because it's just life happens sometimes, doesn't it? And 
yeah and it's not your fault and it's not something that you didn't do enough of like you're 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 great at doing that stuff and realistically I know you had a few weeks of not doing as much strength training as you usually would because of stress and lots of other things going on but you Mm. are a fit and strong person and you just do lots of exercise and sometimes when you do lots of exercise you put yourself at more risk for doing things to your body that and it's that's it's fine you wouldn't change that because you're a sporty great no. person sporty and I would never have described myself as no sporty, you're like, sp- you're sporty 20 30 years ago it's very nice to hear that mm-hmm. but yeah that, that do you know what that's lovely because that's exactly what so I had this lovely little quote and it was from trail runner which was a bit of a truth bomb which which was the only way to truly avoid running related injury is simple don't run yeah exactly "Mm." (laughs) the more activity you do I guess the more chance you put the more the more chance that you might injure yourself but like would you just you know it's you're not going to walk around never doing anything are you because that would suck yeah well it says it one of this it absolutely would suck and and this one goes on to say like um almost every runner gets injured which is true and it says those that don't are probably genetic anomalies or aren't pushing enough. So yeah. that's, you know, um, and, but, but they, well, I love the fact that it says. That's why I haven't had an injury yeah. in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have one, but then I didn't have one all last year. Um, and I was doing more exercise last year than I think I've ever done in my entire life. Maybe you're a genetic um, anomaly. Does, <laughs> I'm a genetic anomaly. We're, we're both genetic anomalies. Yeah, actually, it, that's it, what it I does, meant. It, <laughs> But it does go on to say, it says, um, yeah, all the time after injuries, athletes blame themselves, go into shame spirals or question their entire identity, Mm. which is true because like if running makes up so much of what you are and what you do, if that bit gets removed, you're like, well, who am I? Yeah. And it says that injuries can act a lot like a breakup for athletes where they blame the sport and then burn out or they blame themselves and experience depression or self-judgment. And it's like, yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely got that latter one. It's the kind of, I mean, I don't know if I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's full scale. It's not depression, depression, you know, but it, it, it is a depressed mood. Yeah. Um, certainly. And, and all that kind of self-loathing that comes with it. So it's kind of, it's, it's good to be able to read that. And yeah, to know that uh, definitely. Not... You're not alone at all in it. No. Well, should we discuss the other bit, the bit about the, the kind of well I suppose it's the punishing yourself because you feel like that about yourself because you feel you've done yeah. something wrong and also again Esther I do think I'm sorry I'm, re- I'm really therapizing you this morning therapize me I think again is that a bit of a control thing like <clears throat> likelihood is I mean certainly after not running for one morning you, you're not going to change you're not going to look any different <laughs> your body's not going to look any different but even worst worst case scenario even you can't exercise like you normally would for six months and you put a bit of weight on Mm. that's not if I said if that happened to me you wouldn't be like yeah I think it's it's a it's 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 something that you can control your yeah what you know what you're putting into your body and how and what you're burning off in order to kind of maintain a certain weight or whatever but you are gorgeous you don't need to worry about any of that stuff like you know very worst case scenario even if you did put a bit of weight on because you weren't a you weren't moving quite as much 
then like and realistically irritatingly moving actually doesn't really contribute massively to weight anyway no I know yeah it's it is all of it is tied up into that um I'm very enjoy much enjoying being therapized. It's Are lovely. You? It's very okay, it's very kind of um selfish and enjoyable. But no. it's kind of I like it doing all... it even though it's total bollocks. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it but it, it, it is all wrapped up. Everything everything about it is wrapped up in the fact that yeah, I've got a control issue and I have self loathe self loathing wrapped up in that. So the control is to try and stop myself like hating on myself as much as I might do otherwise. Yeah. And and nothing, no matter what shape my body is or what sort of things I achieve with it, sort of diminishes necessarily either of those two things. And so I know that the control thing, that it, it's also a punishing kind of thing. It's like, you know, put my body through this stuff in order to kind of tell it off. Yeah. Um, in, in a way, rather than being kind to it. I yeah. do, I know, but I mean, it does depend on on the on the thing that I'm doing and that classically I do feel like when I do yoga, I do feel I'm, like I've gifted myself something that I don't do it enough. But when I do, I feel, I, I, because I feel the kind of immediate reward from, from it and, and for the next couple of days, you know, I feel more uh, kind of flexible and my back feels better and all that sort of thing. So yeah. that always feels like a, it's a rewarding thing rather than a punishing thing. But um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to get out of. I don't that know either because I know that we. Well, we can think what we want, but I know that sometimes people say it isn't very helpful to think of exercise as punishment and food as reward, mm. um, because we need food. Human beings need it to survive, um, and exercise should be something that makes you feel great rather than is like you're kind of you know, coming down hard yeah. on yourself sort of thing. But I do feel like that is a a complex issue, isn't it? Because then mm. there is, it is also quite difficult to, like I often struggle a little bit with the other way where I find it really difficult to motivate myself if I'm being kind to myself. Because sometimes I was saying this with my friend Lil on the weekend that we were talking about, um, about self-care which always sounds yeah. like wanking, doesn't it? Yeah, it does um, sound like wanking, yeah. That I think that... <laughs> which like, it can be. <laughs> which it totally can be. But <laughs> we we weren't discussing that particular aspect of self-care um, <laughs> and saying like, actually, self-care is, for, for me, as someone who struggles a little bit with discipline and who um, is a little bit chaotic and not very type A, um, <laughs> self-care <laughs> sucks because it's like... For me, it's it's not. Oh, have a lovely bath and a and why don't you just cancel all your plans and and mm. watch Netflix and blah blah blah. To me, self care is often reminding myself, like, you know, do your washing up now rather than leave it till later because you're gonna feel rubbish if it, if you've got dirty crap all around you or like maybe put a wash on and go for a little walk or whatever before work today, rather than just falling into work in your pajamas or whatever, because it's, and so it is very, very difficult. I'm really struggling with that bit of life at the moment as well. And like trying to mm. work myself out and work out what the answer is. I don't think there is one, which is really annoying, but there's got to be some kind of a sweet spot. It feels between being like too gentle with yourself sometimes, because yeah. often 
that can lead to feeling rubbish because you've not looked after yourself in quite the ways that you need to or being too horrible to yourself and being you know harder a hard taskmaster and making yourself feel really crap and I think both you and I fall into those two different camps sometimes and maybe yeah. it's difficult hearing the other one talk about those issues sometimes because it's like oh I don't do enough I'm like I don't punish myself enough and you're probably like oh god I'm horrible horrible witch to myself or whatever and like <laughs> yeah. we don't whereas there there has got to be a balance and the fact I suppose that we're aware of the fact that yes that we do that yeah, yeah. And I, I, I don't know, it's really, I find it very strange because I've definitely become more like this as I've grown older. I never was this person. I, I never was someone that wanted rigidity and order and routine mm. as much as I absolutely crave it now. And I think something about having kids for me, because that, because that means that so much is massively out of my control. Also things like, and I know this sounds really little and shit, but because Having two kids at the age of my kids means that the house is constantly in a state of disarray. Yeah. And I find that really fucks with my head. So that's something that because I can't, as much as I will pick up and tidy and clean and stuff like that, because I can't, that's some part of my life that I actually can't really control very much. Of. Yeah. And so I find that that sort of, that falls into this self-loathing and control and and it's made me be more ordered and more punishy not mm. to them but to me um so there's a lot more like the weekends have definitely over the past sort of four or five years emerged into heavy cleaning tidying structured mm -hmm. things um and uh not not that you'd know <laughs> oh same I, I i was saying that to cara earlier my friend who had stayed over that the other weekend, I was like, oh, I'm sorting my bedroom out. And she was like, oh, I'm excited to see. And I showed her today and she was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, you would never know. You would never know. I'm, I'm a terrible tidier no. and cleaner. It looks shit afterwards. Um, but yeah, I think also like it, it, the difficult thing is that I feel like I'm learning to do a bit more of that at the moment. And it mm. and it helps sometimes. Like it really helps with my feelings. Like my big hang up with myself is that I'm disorganized. I've always loathed it about myself. I wish I could be organized. I go through manic phases where I'm like, I'm going to write lists and tick things off and go and have a chart that says how much water I drink a day that I that I color <laughs> yeah. in or whatever. And I go through <laughs> manic phases like that where like that's how I I've decided that's going to be the answer to my happiness. And I find mm. it really difficult to make it stick because it's not in my instincts. And then eventually it just gets into, I miss something. And then I go into self-loathing mode where I'm like, I can't even, I can't even keep up with that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but it's, it's funny because I sometimes feel like I need to do a bit more of spend my weekend really making sure that my house is nice so that I can start the week going, yay, it's all lovely. And I feel calm. But hearing you say that makes me be like, whereas, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> Don't bother. I mean, life is too short to fucking clean the same thing over and over again. It's just going to get more dusty. It's just, and that's the one thing I always never do is dust. But it's kind of oh, like... Yeah. We I, are the I, dustiest I, household in Great Britain. Oh, God. It's just, yeah. But what I tell you one thing that I do do, that occasionally that I do, that I think is helpful and could be helpful for both of us, 
is that, um, of course, I compartmentalize because, you know, it's a compartment and therefore neat and ordered. Yeah. Um, but it's a bit like with the, you know, running a marathon where you kind of, you do that little lovely thing where you break it down to those three mile segment, or I do break it down to three mile segments and do gel. And then, you know, and then you can just, if you just focus on that little box of time, then you just need to get to the end of the box and then think about the next box. And that mm. works for me when I'm running a long distance. What works for me when I'm feeling spiraled, where I can't control everything and I can't, like, I mean, it, it, this is bonkers, right? Like, if I can't go for a run because of injury, if um, there's some, if I've got loads of stuff in the diary, that loads of meetings, maybe loads of kind of social things that make me feel that I can't control that, that that's always too much for me as well um in, and, yeah I do get that house, a little bit mm-hmm, that's awful and if the stuff. house is then also in disarray and there's kind of mess everywhere and I know that I've not done the hoovering and mm. I know that dusting is in dire need and I need to change the sheets and and it all feels too big one of the nicest things I can do to my head at that point is to find something very very small to organize and I organize it so <laughs> for instance mm-hmm. I will go through my knicker drawer and remove knickers that need to be thrown away because they have holes in them or I will order my socks or I will straighten out like for instance I know that behind me in this cupboard here is my jumper shelf and it's not a good thing but I know <laughs> it will take me maybe 10 minutes to pull all my jumpers out refold them put them back in again and for some reason that will lighten my day and my load considerably love so that just doing so just have that one chart for the water but don't yeah. do any of the other stuff I do sometimes do that a bit and I do find it helpful but I feel like it isn't always actually beneficial to what needs to get done I can see Doug being like <laughs> are you okay because during tight bedroom tidy gate I decided yeah. to get all of my makeup brushes and wash them. Wash them? Oh my God, that's such a Dave <laughs> thing to do. Oh my God. Oh my God. I do think that I've got quite a lot of characteristics. This is really getting deep as well now. Let's re- keep going in. Okay, go, I'm doing go. horrible movements of like someone opening a sort of chest cavity or something. Um, but um, my mum was talking about this the other day and she was like, oh, I often feel like when I was growing up, I had quite a lot of kind of like masculine qualities. And I was like, what hmm. do you mean by masculine qualities? Because obviously all of that is quite subjective and stuff. And she was like, well, <laughs> and the stuff that she picked out was very interesting to me. She was is this, like, is this you or her? This was her. She was like, oh, her. I am the kind of person like when I was like a school child, I would not really do anything, not really do anything. And then manic revision right at the end. Or like I would yeah. be sort of uh, too thinly spread and be doing, you know, things all over the place. Or yeah, I would have my mm. bedroom would be absolute chaos, but whatever. And it, I, I hadn't associated any of those things with being masculine qualities at all. So I found it really interesting. But I did yeah. realize that I think there might be from that, because I've got some of that stuff too. I'm not a very, I'm not, I'm not a very, organ- it's not my natural instinct to be like a cleaner, tidier um, mm-hmm. person. Um, that I think I do really associate that stuff with feeling like, someone's smelly brother or like you know that kind of thing yeah, yeah. and I think it may has made me really like 
not like those bits of myself and be like, oh, shut them away, laugh about them, make jokes about them, but don't address them, don't like, don't embrace Mm -hmm. them, just sort of shut them in a cupboard and pretend that they're not there, which is incidentally what I do with all my mess as well. Um, (laughs) And I find it interesting that it's like, I don't really know what I'm saying there, but I just feel like there's something in that that I have often felt a little bit like I maybe struggle to fit in as a woman because a lot of the time women, they're they're long-suffering people who end up picking up everyone's fucking pants after them when they're running around in a chaotic way. And I have a huge amount of respect for that because that isn't necessarily the women in my family. My dad stayed at home and he made sure that we had clean pants and cooked us food and stuff. And my mum was working and leaving the trail of pants. Um, Mm. And I think it's made me sometimes be like, should I be a um, surface wiping, uh, pant picker upping person? And why am I not more like that? And is that something about my, does that mean that I'm not a proper woman? And I feel fucking ridiculous even saying that. What a stupid thing to say. Of course not. But I think there's no. a little part of my soul that gets shame about it. Yes, I can. I completely understand that because there is definitely a sort of uh, a gender split in those sorts of behaviours. I think, um, or at least a perceived gender split. And 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 I know that, like the way that you're talking about your tidying up, the way you do it is <laughs> is such a Dave thing to do. Yeah. Like there are times when I've been like really saying like you like because our our office space is also doubles up as a spare room so if we've got anyone to come and stay it's like can you please clear the shit out of that and nine times out of ten when he's like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it I'll find him fixing a fence or something Mm. and it's like that did need doing but not now yeah that's That's not the thing that's a bit more like me that's that's really really weird I think Um, because I'm a chronic people pleaser that's one instance where I wouldn't do a Dave because I'd be like oh my god people are coming oh my god and so if 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 people were coming to say but if I needed to do it for myself then yeah yeah, I would much rather do something like um put organize these these packets of of gels into a into rainbow order or something like that <laughs> for no reason yeah. and then Doug would yeah, be like where Dave, are they Dave going not a, yeah 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 Dave's Dave's not a people pleaser so that well that wouldn't be the the thing there but yeah I think it, it's it's really weird in in that kind of the ordered disordered thing and also the the fact that I feel like I've only become this although my mum was massively ordered and massively kind of um you know into creating clean ordered spaces um and 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 she likes order in her life very Mm. much she's very much a list writer um and so i i've i have got that from her but it it, i had to fight to get it because it didn't come naturally to me and so i was i feel like i should do is fight to get it but i'm just not like I never oh, win the battles. You got, you, you got twenty years. You got twenty okay. years, don't you? you know? Hopefully, by the like, time I, I have s- children, they won't be who I was. Which love my parents. If they're listening, please don't ring me after this podcast and be like, "I'm so <laughs> upset to hear you say this." But <laughs> I feel like I was often the child with holes in their jumper, with unbrushed hair, and no clean yeah. PE kit going into school. <laughs> Hopefully, I've got time before I have children to stop to, them yeah. being that child. <laughs> I also 
what but then I also that child is also a very fun child so yes exactly you know. it's the fun child and mm. I do like um yeah there's a friend of Felix's who is that child and she is just glorious she's glorious. but I think what I do like I like having the light and shade in my life where like for instance my brother's family the French lot um sexy Emmanuel yeah oh, is Emmanuel's so sexy for the record super sexy also super chaotic and so what was really funny when they had their first child Lily so she's 21 now but when they first had her um the funny thing about her was that when she was about I think when she was maybe even like two or three it's definitely before school which starts at seven anyway there but anyway but the preschool mm. years she became so ordered so the rest of that you'd go and visit them and the rest of the house would have you know sacks of French nickels hanging off the banister and, and uh-huh. all this kind of stuff and and just sort of chaos, but in a very kind of lovely and beautiful and sexy kind of way. But Lily's room was like in colour coordinated. It 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 was so neat, and she'd Aww, lined up all of her books and all of her toys. That shows care so she, and love for Lily, doesn't it? And maybe she struggles to prioritise. Emmanuel struggles to prioritise the care and love for herself and her spaces. But she's like. I'm looking after this little bean and I'm going to no, make... No, oh, no, Emmanuel didn't do it. Lily did it. Oh, she did it herself. Yeah. It was Lily that was doing the order. So <gasps> Lily created a sort of library. Oh my you know, God, sorry. It, yeah, I got totally the wrong end of the stick. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. maybe that is my answer then. Yeah. So I just have a child that can sort my life out for me? Basically, birth a librarian and you'll be a librarian. fine. Yeah. yeah, I will have a li- probably birth a librarian because <laughs> Doug's very pale and I wear huge glasses. <laughs> I always hoped for something like that too, likewise. <laughs> well, all that to say, because I feel like we did lots of um, th- therapeutic tangents. We I'm did. so sorry that you have got injured. Uh, what's your plan of action have you thank you spoken I, um, to anybody well kind of yes I still I now have an appointment to see a chiropractor and I'm not sure whether that is the best line but I might as well go and see him because I have heard that he is very good with people that do sport quite a lot so the previous physio that I've seen is not someone necessarily who has been great in that regard so I thought well I'll go and see him see if there is anything to do with my back see if there is anything to do with the fact that my legs are a bit wonky Um, and what I'm going to ask him to help with actually is not the pulled muscle because I know what to do with that I need to not run on it Um, uh, but to help with my right knee which has become increasingly an issue over the past sort of six months to a year I mean weirdly since I've been training for two marathons yeah um, strange so yeah so I'm going to get him to do that and apparently he's not um he's not a manipulating and I don't mean that in a kind of mental sense he doesn't do any physical manipulation like lots of chiropractors can do that kind of cracking stuff he doesn't do that that's good that's good for you because you you don't you like control I love releasing control so I would love someone to just like crack me about like a rag doll yeah, I don't like. I, mean, I know that he'll have have to touch me at some point. It's going to make me feel sick, but um, I, I'll cope with it. So, um, okay. Well, I'm really glad. Yeah. That sounds like a good. I'm doing that. I've got spin at lunchtime today. Oh, I go got... to spin later. Yes, I'm really instead of boxercise. Um, I'm yeah. really gutted that it. Oh, yeah. we, Esther and I discovered yesterday that the class that I was really excited about is actually no longer running. 
um, because we made the connection that it is Esther's boot camp teacher. Who, it's my staff. Yeah, yeah, who runs the box size class, but sadly, apparently no more. And I can't find yeah. another one within the local area that looks nice and kind of female friendly and stuff. So yeah. instead, I'm going to go to spin after work as well and we can spin away <laughs> our worries. Exactly. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be nice. And I and I feel like that's going to be fine for my quad because it's not really that bit that you kind of... No, you're not so putting... Nice. It's actually quite low impact spinning, isn't it? Like you're not putting... Yeah your weight on yourself too much I don't yeah, know no exactly that yeah no 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 you're right you're right and um, but then you get the nice sweaty cardio thing from it which while it's you you do enter into a bit of a pain cave with spin don't you but mm. it's usually relatively blissfully short and then by the time you finish you're like oh my god that that did feel you know you feel great afterwards and so I know because that's at half past 12, I know that by quarter past one, I will like myself a lot better than I do now. You will. So, you will. Yeah, so I'll do that. Um, I have a, a quick question to ask you, and we're really flitting around loads, but um, I okay, wanted go. to ask you this quickly before our time is up. Yes. Should I? Okay, I'm well, worried. I'm going to introduce this idea. We might have to talk about it fully on another episode. Yeah. I've got a Garmin that says what my VO2 max is now. Yes. I've never had that before. My previous one didn't didn't give VO2 max. Yeah. And my VO2 max is fair. <laughs> okay. It's not good. It's fair. That doesn't sound awful. It's not awful. And like, to be mm. fair, fair, fair. It's, it's at the very top end of fair. So mine is 39. And I'm yeah. guessing that, and look where the dot is. So I'm guessing that 40 must be good. So I'm trying yes. not to worry about it, but classic me, I am quite worried about it. It says I'm in the top 45% of my age and gender, which suggests I'm actually... That's pretty av- good. No, but that suggests it? I'm just sort of average, I suppose. Well, actually, maybe Above that's... average. Above okay, average. Okay, just above average. And it mm. says I'm 28. Oh. And I'm actually, for the listener, 27. You are. So I'm really scared that I've knocked a year off my life because I just spent my 20s like getting pissed all the time and not doing but anything. You do, you, do you realise that A, your VO2 max score can change and so can that age thing? So I can catch up with it. Not only can you catch up, but you can decrease the age and increase the VO2 max. Okay. So both of those things can change. So um, it's it's a blessing and a curse that Garmin thing that the VO2 maxing because you can feel yourself beholden to it when you shouldn't you I'm know it's, so it's beholden needless. to it I was literally mm. during the podcast every so often I was double checking to see if it had gone up <laughs> that that won't happen but what will happen is you could I think you can quite easily increase your VO2 max with some very kind of simple things spin will help mm. so I it's haven't kind actually of, exercised yet with this Garmin like I literally just put it on this morning Oh Jesus! Well, that's going to say that is but, it? It's, yes, you ha- you have to do several sessions for it to kind of realize like what kind of where you are with your okay. VO2 max. It can't figure that out from you just walking around the flat. Down. It might go down. It might go down, but then you can you can go up. I can go up, and you know what? I can also do throw it in the bin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if like, I'm going to get is... really worked up about it, then I'm kind of just yeah. like. 
if you're going to oh, use well. this as a stick to be- beat yourself and, mm-hmm. and, and for it to kind of foster some awful health anxiety, then fucking leave it alone. Loads of people do naked running. So that means running without a watch rather than running with your boobs out. I was going to say, um, I, was like, I don't but, think that's going to help my anxiety. That's <laughs> not going to help anyone's anxiety, is it? But that is a thing. That is a real thing because people have felt boxed in and crippled slightly by the okay. stats that are on their watch kind of thing. So you could always try and do that. If this is too much, just, just turn the damn thing off. Just leave it. But I find it a useful gauge because Garmin can suggest to me the sorts of sessions I could be doing in order to increase my VO2 max. So what it always says to me and what I completely ignore is I should be doing like uh, threshold running more. And that would, yeah, I mean, who would fuck (laughs) wants to do that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, running faster than is comfortable and I'll just like, nah. And then I try and run faster than is comfortable and they'll say, tempo not threshold so i've run faster but not fast enough so uh yeah oh my god give us a break okay well i'm sure literally i do any exercise my heart rate for some reason i've got a bonkers heart rate i need to train my heart i suppose as a thing but um and also i feel like it has massively gone up since covid which i've struggled with kind of bringing it down since i had covid but um Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it will say anything I do is threshold. I'm sure I'll like walk to Morrison's later and it'll be like threshold. (laughs) (laughs) But actually the good thing about the heart rate is it will say, and I don't know if you've got this on your previous Garmin, but um, it will say whether, uh, it will say what your resting heart rate has been that day and what your highest heart rate has been that day. Yeah, my resting heart rate is... actually... Oh, that's quite normal. Well, what's normal? Blue. Well, <laughs> but what's the number? What number is your resting heart um, rate? I can tell you now that my resting heart rate is currently um, 75. Oh, no, that's, it's 51. No, that, there, see? Oh, yeah, so that's, that's very relaxed, isn't it? My yeah. My low today is 50 and my high today is 93. So there... That's the bit, that's the bit that I find massively relieving because I will look at my heart rate and it'll be like, you know, 95 and I'll be like, what the fuck? I'm not doing anything. I'm just panicking about a deadline or something. But then if you look at your lowest heart rate, it's like, actually, no, when I'm at rest, my proper resting heart rate is, you know, well, you said 51. So that's, that's a pretty lovely, healthy, low nice, heart rate. Nice heart rate. It's a great rate. one. Oh, that yes. makes that makes see that makes me feel really good. Like when I first got a Garmin, my previous one, which wasn't quite as like souped up as this one. I mm. loved that it told me what, that my heart rate was normal and that my like breathing was normal because I freaked out a lot around that with anxiety. So it's really useful for that. I've randomly, yeah. we can go into it next week, had quite bad anxiety for the last week. And so mm. putting this on, I've been like, okay, whew, I am normal. Mm. Like I am breathing okay. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, I think I just, it, it had other stats that freaked me out that made me feel like I was decrepit, but that's okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, like I haven't VO2 really done anything like, with it yet. So, it, well, there you go. Mm. And the VO two max thing, it, it does feel like, you know, it, it, we've been beating ourselves up for the entire time that we've been alive with BMI and yeah. Like, there's always any, something, uh, isn't like, there? That you there's need some to kind of get into the, the green. Yeah, mm. and there's this new one, and it's like, oh, the fuck! I didn't. I thought. I thought everything was okay, and it's like, no, you need to. Need to do this one too. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes tough. a little part of me is like, and this is coming from a person who works in a women's health and fitness 
but sometimes I'm like, wouldn't it be great to just like throw all of that stuff out of the window, not think about it at all and just like die of gout? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, it would. It would. I always think about taking up heroin when I'm in my 80s. Yeah, and like that. maybe and just, our time will come. I think our time will come. I think yeah. our time will well, come. Well, me and yeah, Esther I are going to enter our heroin era next. We are. Yeah, our smack era. <laughs> yeah. And stop and worrying about do, health so Stop much. worrying. The, the first thing I'll do is find whoever invented BMI and burn them and, you know, then toast some marshmallows on that. And yeah. Just. And, the, and heat up the smack because I think you need the yeah, flames. Yeah, you probably you, to... can make I've a little smack, smack s'more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really hope no one minds. This is actually the second podcast in a row that we've talked about smack, and I don't know whether we're allowed to say that <gasps> oh. even on the. Oh, we, oh no! I don't know. Everyone, stop clutching your pearls. Sorry. It's fine. We're all big girls. <laughs> <laughs> Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our brand new Pod Squad chat room too. For just £6 a month, you can listen to bonus podcasts as well. There are now five extra ones to listen to. Go to Patreon, that's P A T R E O N dot com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.